There's a new welterweight king and he's here to stay. I was one of the few people who thought Usman being defeated by Edwards was a fluke, but Leon Edwards proved that he wasn't a fluke and he actually deserves to be the welterweight champion of the world. So really happy to see him uh, improving on his takedown defense and just becoming a better fighter overall. We, we, we are yet to see what Usman is planning, but then I, I have a, a thought that he might want to go to middleweight, but we'll see how that pans out. Now, this episode is about Leon Edwards and his title challengers. I mean, just after UFC 287 at the press conference, um, the post-conference, I guess, Kobe Covington was there saying he wants the title shot. And of, of course... Um, Leon Edwards doesn't want to face Kobe. He thinks Kobe doesn't deserve it. I am quite torn apart by this argument uh, for for different reasons, which we'll talk about later. But then again, immediately after UFC 287, guess who comes into the picture? Islam Makhachev, the man who has only one title defense at uh, lightweight. He says he wants to face Leon Edwards for the for the title in Abu Dhabi. I think it's in October. But yeah, that's that's what uh, Islam Makhachev posted on Twitter. And then again, we have Shavkat Ragmanov. I really want to pronounce his name right. Um, Shavkat Ragmanov. He is now 17 and 0. And it doesn't seem likely that he's going to get a title uh shot but it also doesn't seem like he wants one now i think he wants to face someone else higher in the rankings and yeah we saw what he did to uh jeff i think it's jeff neil or magni yeah but he it, it was beautiful it was beautiful his performances are something else and yet again there is someone else that keeps barking and barking and barking but then he's barking in two different houses at the same time the Tolfon O Hamza Chumayev Chumayev doesn't really look or seem like someone that's interested in fighting Leon Edwards I, I saw on Twitter there were reports of him fighting Polo Costa I think he wants to fight Polo Costa um, he's looking for that middleweight championship and he thinks he can get it I think it's the easier one to get um, all things considered but then again, there is Belal Mohammed. Belal Mohammed is on an eight-win eight win streak as we speak. And there's been a lot of talks on Twitter about him. Where does he fit into the title picture? Is he being um, discriminated against? Is there a general white privilege as people like calling it for Kobe Covington? I don't know. I don't know. But this is what I'll say about Kobe Covington. The story of Kobe Covington and his contendership as far as the welterweight division is concerned is quite multifaceted. But we'll start here. Kobe Covington is 2-2 two and two in his last four fights. The last fight he had was against um, Jorge Masvidal on the 5th of March 2022 at UFC 272. And then he won. And then he lost to Kamar Usman on the 6th of November 2021. The turnaround between these two fights was for four months. So that's quite um, too little. But I mean, obviously, 
he had uh, a score to settle with uh, Masvidal. And then before then, he fought Tyrone Woodley at uh, UFC Fight Night. And then this was on the 19th of September 2020, and then he won. And then he lost to Usman again for the title at UFC 245. This was on the Dece- December 14th, 2019. Before we go further into Kobe Covington and his story, it's important to note that Kobe hasn't fought in a whole year. 12 months, I mean, we're approaching 13 months since he's fought anyone. And to be fair, in, in that time frame, Gilbert Burns has fought uh, maybe two or three fights. And Bilal Mohammed has been on a roll. I think he's had two fights. And Shafkat obviously has had uh, multiple fights. More than two, that's what I know. And then you have Islam Makhachev. We won't really talk about him much, but he's a prospect for... For, 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 for later on in the year. But then I, I, I just don't think Kobe deserves a, a title fight right now. I think he deserves to fight for the number one contendership. And I know that it would this wouldn't really mean the winner gets to be the number one uh, ranked fighter since, I mean, Usman and his predicament with the, with, the, with the rankings, it's quite difficult to tell because he's only lost to Edwards and twice. So it doesn't make sense rather to put him further down in the rankings while other people haven't fought. You know, I think it's going to be very difficult for anyone in the welterweight division to usurp uh, Usman in the rankings. But then again, Usman is not necessarily going to get a title shot maybe for two or... I think in their third, in his third fight from now, if he wins all his fights... That's the third fight will be the for the title. I don't think he's going to fight anyone outside of Shimaev, probably Shafkat, and I don't think he'll fight Kobe again, regardless of what happens. Unless the only scenario where Usman fights Kobe is if Kobe is the champion, that's when he'll fight Kobe. Um, but then yeah, back to the story. Most people are talking about the Dana White privilege as far as Kobe is concerned, and to a certain degree. I don't get Dana's uh, reasoning. The reason that he gave of to why, as to why Kobe should be fighting is that if Kamar Usman didn't exist, then Kobe should be would be the 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 champion. You know, I, I like I think a while back then you'd say yeah yeah that makes sense, but for now it doesn't make sense. Like you can't have Bilal Muhammad on an eight win streak and then be telling us that Kobe is going to be fighting Leon Edwards. Just because Kobe would have been champion if Kamar Usman didn't exist. It's just, it's a bit too late to use that argument. It's a bit too late. I I was one of the people who were really saying that there's no one who can fight Kobe in the welterweight division. But things have changed. Maybe it's recency bias on my part, but things have changed. Bilal Mohamed can, can, can legit fight for the title and I see him really giving Kobe problems. If we're really serious about Shafka uh, Dragmanov, he can also fight Colby Covington. As far as the rankings are concerned, that might be a problem. But when you have someone that's 17 and 0, um, it kind of makes things difficult. Eh? It, it makes things difficult for, for, for all of us to um, know who gets to fight who, where is uh, Shafka Dragmanov in, in the rankings and where Kobe is. So... With all those things considered, um, it becomes extremely difficult to book a match between Shafka to 17 and 0 and that guy. Who's he? 
um, Covey Covington. It it really seems very. It, it seems like it's decided already that Colby will fight. Um, will fight. I I keep missing his name. Um, Leon Edwards. You know the the the, the nice thing about the welterweight division is that you get so lost in all these people and where they are that you don't really know who's who. So let's recap. Hamza Chimaev is the third uh, ranked welterweight in the UFC. He's not scheduled to fight in the welterweight division. He's scheduled, uh, he's going to be scheduled rather in a few days to fight Apollo Costa, who's at middleweight. Belal Mohammed is the fourth ranked uh, welterweight. And he doesn't have a fight right now. He wants to fight Leon Edwards. Um, but it doesn't seem likely since Kobe Covington is the second ranked uh, welterweight. Gilbert Burns, the fifth ranked welterweight, is going to be fighting Jorge Masvidal, who is 11th in the in the rankings. And then you have Shavkat Rakmanov, who probably should be fighting the winner of Gilbert Burns and Jorge Masvidal. But... I have an interesting proposition, a very interesting proposition. I, I think it, it would probably make a, I don't know, a fight of the year candidate. I would really, really like to see Shavkat Rakhmanov fighting Belal Mohammed. I think, um, and I'm saying this on the, uh, on the uh, assumption that Kobe will definitely be fighting Leon Edwards. So I think the winner of uh, Leon Edwards and Kobe Covington should be fighting um, for the title against either Shafkat Rakhmanov or Bilal Mohammed, since Hamza Chimaev is going to be occupied in the middleweight and Kamal Usman is not going to be fighting anytime soon. And then Hamza Chimaev will be doing whatever he's doing. Gilbert Burns, um, I think Gilbert Burns will definitely have to fight either Kamaru Usman or Hamza Chimaev when Hamza returns from middleweight. I know it, it seems like a, a a a puzzle, but you have one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm not going to include Gilbert Burns in the in in in, in the in this list of people who can potentially be champions. Leon Edwards is a champion already. Kamauzman has been champion, still has championship pedigree. Colby Covington can be a champion. We all know this. Hamza Chimaev definitely can be a champion. Belal Mohammed, I believe, I, I strongly believe he can be a champion. Gilbert Burns, I, I don't think so. I still need to see more. Uh, Shavkat Ragmanov, definitely, I think he can be a champion. And yeah, maybe it's the hype that's making me feel this way about him. But as things stand... I have no choice. I think we all have, don't have a choice as far as Colby getting his title shot against uh, Leon Edwards. Even though Leon Edwards wants a guy that's number 11 in the rankings, Jorge Masvidal. But we all know that this is to settle a, a personal score. And then when you go down the rankings from uh, Stephen Thompson, Geoff Neal, Sean Brady, Vincent Luke, like Neil Magny... Michael Chiesa, Jack Della, Madalena, Michelle Pereira. There's really no one that's uh, threatening the top five or top six, you know. So I think that the welterweight division will just be uh, those five, six guys just 
you finding especially not i mean not you and i but dana white finding the right combinations and then i think in the in 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 the beginning of uh 2024 or at ufc and the ufc event that will be in dubai we can start considering Islam Mahashev because, I mean, he still has his own division that's also messed up that he has to fix. Um, but yeah, I think I see Islam Mahashev moving up to welterweight in the beginning of 2024, provided that he's, he's still champion at the time. I think he would have deserved to um, to fight for the welterweight uh, title, especially... If he, I mean, obviously it's not a matter of if he's going to fight the winner of Benil Darush and Charles Oliveira. If he defeats the winner of that uh, battle, then I think uh, Makhachev probably wouldn't have any challenges in lightweight. Yeah, don't tell me about just Dustin Poirier, please. He's not going to do anything to Islam Makhachev. Um, yeah, that, that's that's as far as it goes with Leon Edwards. He has a he has a lot of people on his back. Let, let's let, let's just get that out of the way. Leon Edwards has a lot of challenges uh, like on his back. He has a wrestler in Kamaru Usman, a wrestler slash striker in Kobe, a wrestler in Hamzat, a wrestler in Belal, and then a jiu-jitsu practitioner in Gilbert Burns. Shavkat is everything. He's a wrestler. He can stand up as well. So he has a lot of... Um, Tough opponents to get through, but he's shown that he's he can rise to the occasion when necessary. And he's shown that he's definitely improving every day. Every time you're going to see Leon Edwards, there's going to be improvements in his game. That's just one thing UFC 287 showed me. He's improved so much from the last time we saw him. And yeah, um, do I have faith that he's going to overcome all of this? Um not not really. I'm not it's it's not a matter of whether or not he can, it's just a matter of which fights come first. Okay, I think he's going to beat Kovi Covington, but I don't know what happens when he meets a uh, Hamza Chimaev, when he meets a uh, Shafkat Rakmanov. I don't know what he's going to do there. Belal Mohammed can be a tricky, tricky uh, uh, opponent for him, especially with the experience that he's getting from Khabib and you know the camp at AKA. It's just going to be ridiculous. But yeah, um, let's enjoy the Edwards era. I think he's, he's a great champion and he's going to do a lot of good for the welterweight division. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing or following the podcast on whichever platform you're listening from. And please tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to Behind the Scoreline. Or better yet, just send them the link to this episode. Thank you.